Okay, you guys heard that, right? Yeah, sounds like it was coming from right behind you. Not funny. Guys, get it together. We're trying to do a podcast here. Hey, Boos. Welcome back to another episode of the Boo Busters podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing the Tulpa Theory. But first, I must address something. I know I've been gone for the past few weeks, and I'm very sorry about it, but just know it was for good reason. I took a couple, you know, I took some time off to rest, and now it's game time, bitches. Oh, Emmy, we miss you. (laughs) We all know I bring the real humor to this podcast, so (laughs) I'm for that. Bullshit. (laughs) Not bullshit. Oh, man. How's everybody's week been? Terrible. (laughs) You ever just want to kill yourself? Yeah, every day. You guys. (laughs) Literally every day except for Saturday. I I looked at this Um, little kid today and I was like, welcome to your tape. (laughs) You are are my 13th reason. (laughs) Were they being bad? Literally, it's like Satan took over this child's body today. Oh, my God. Yeah, Ed, Lorraine, we need an exorcism. They're dead. Yeah. And Lorraine come back from the grave. I'll perform the exorcism or I'll hire Zach Baggins. And by hire him, I mean I'll do something to get him to do it for free. Little gluck luck. I will not. No, I have a boyfriend. I cannot. Okay. 9,000. I will send somebody else to do it, though. To okay. send Brooke. No, yes. I wouldn't do gluck gluck to Zach. Baggins. I will. I will pimp out Brooke. She would do it to. Um, I would do it to Aaron Goodwin. Yeah, that's his name. I, f- I wish you guys could see Brooke's face right now because she's getting <laughs> red. Yeah, she's she's a little excited about it. <laughs> Brooke's face gets red like for no reason all the time, and it's really embarrassing. <laughs> it's usually just gas. No. <laughs> <laughs> But how how was your guys' week? Sorry, I interrupted there. No, what? No, I, I'm not sorry. I'm trying to say sorry less. So thank yes, you for listening. Boo. We love that. My week was pretty good. It's been rainy like fucking forever. Like I swear to God, the rain has not stopped. We're I, in a monsoon. I saw this one meme on Facebook and it was like, Mother Nature, I don't know who broke up with you or saddened you, but for the love of God, will you please stop crying? Literally. <laughs> It's been so crazy, the weather here has. Loki giving me that seasonal depression again. Loki already depressed on top of it, so I don't know what's what at this point. But, yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. Side note, Spirit of Halloween released their uh, animatronics trailer for this year. Ooh, did they? And then the last week, yeah. Last year when we went into Spirit Halloween, it was not up to par. I feel like just last year wasn't no. up to par for anything. <laughs> it wasn't, except for that. Everybody half-assed everything. Yeah, except mm-hmm. for the road trip that Emmy and I took and the trip to Maine for her birthday. Those were the only two things that were, like, the best thing of that year. Mm. And our dog being born. Oh, yeah. Like, well, yeah, that, one of like, our dogs at the end of the year. But... The last three days of it, we're happy because one of our, our puppy was born. Yeah. <laughs> Literally it. Good old doo-doo. Everything else, fucking go suck it. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to try and keep this PG-13, but I literally cannot. 
No, mm -hmm. I, we don't like a PG-13. We want a solid rated R. NC-17 at best. Yes. All right. Anyways, anybody have anything else to add? I'm back, bitches. Yes. You ready to laugh your ass off the whole episode? I know you've missed me. Mm. I've had a few viewers reach out begging me to come back. So, oh, Abby, I will not disclose. one viewer. That's my I guess. Will, I will not disclose anything. Their personal identity is very important to me. So, <laughs> That's I my guess calling her out now. Hi, regardless, Abby. regardless of who it is, I missed. So, step aside, bitches. <laughs> The main hoe is back. Oh, please. <laughs> please. All right, let's get going. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this episode, shall we? What is a tulpa, everybody? Because I don't really know, but we're going to find out together. Tulpas are beings that originated in 20th century Tibetan culture. They are, in the most simple terms, a manifestation of the mind. AKA schizophrenia. Just kidding. No. Uh, well, she's kind of got a point. <laughs> I mean, kind of yes, but we'll get more into that. <laughs> oh man, that was, I'm sorry. I just came for everybody who had schizophrenia. You're being albiest or whatever the term is. Ableist. I'm ableist. so sorry. I'm not making fun of them, but I'm just stating the similarities between that mental health disorder and tulpas. Interesting. They are able to come into existence when one person or multiple people keep thinking about them or believing in them. Oh, hold up! Is the tooth fairy considered like tooth fairy Santa Easter Bunny? Yeah, sorry, but are they considered to be tulpas? They could be. Interesting. Oh my gosh! Very interesting. Side note: What age did you guys realize those fuckers weren't real? I don't sorry. even remember. Everybody. Um, mine was like 10 when I walked down to the living room and my dad's like, help me fucking wrap this. <laughs> I connected the dots in like, maybe I was like 10 or 11 when Santa started requesting Coke. And oh, yeah. I was like, why does Santa not want milk with his cookies? And then I was like, you know who really likes Coke? My fucking dad. <laughs> 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 and I went upstairs one night and I didn't see them like putting out the presents or anything but like I was mad sus and then I just played along for a little bit longer and then my sister Amanda was like yeah no it's dad I was like figured. you're like damn thanks for the spoiler alert <laughs> like I figured but it's like Santa drinks milk at everybody else's house but mine what is going on here <laughs> Anyway, back to tulpas, even though Santa's a tulpa now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Alexandra David Neal, who was a spiritualist in the 20th century, believed that tulpas could develop thoughts of their own. She stated that once the tulpa is endowed with enough vitality to be capable of playing the part of a real being, it tends to free itself from its maker's control. This, say Tibetan oculus, happened nearly mechanically. Just as the child, when her body is completed and able to live apart, leaves its mother's womb. That's... I'm going to be completely honest with you. Not a single word of that made sense to me. It's because it was from like way, 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 way back in the day. So it's okay. like old language. Okay. I thought I was like experiencing no, smoke like, while I was reading it's like a, It's a mouthful. Okay. So basically, once they're able to survive i guess function without being like conjured up in somebody's mind 
is when they are able to roam free and mm-hmm. just live their best lives. Okay. I, mean, I don't know if they're living their best lives, but they're doing something. They're doing something. Seems pretty happy. There's just like so many things running in my head right now. I'm like, okay, Bigfoot. Okay, Loch Ness. Literally. Okay. <laughs> like they could apply to all of them. Mm-hmm. Oh. She believed that she had created her own topa that she described as looking like a friar tuck like monk. After it developed thoughts of its own and it had to be destroyed. That's really creepy to me because I went to um, an all Catholic college and there was friars walking around all the time. So I could not imagine that being like her tulpa and that like stalking her in her life like because they're supposed, well, I mean, they're supposed to be peaceful like people yeah. and what i wanted to know was which i didn't find any like concrete things about this but i have my own theories why when it develops thoughts of its own does it have to be destroyed because it's gonna go around killing yeah. people they're evil well, i mean <laughs> not necessarily killing people but and you can't control it anymore so you don't want it to be like out there roaming by itself fair enough yeah Right on, right on. All right, all right, all right. Okay. I'm but why would she want it to look like a monk? Like you can literally make it look like anything you want. Why would she choose a monk? Maybe it was like subconsciously she didn't mean for it to become like that, but it just did. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, here we go. She does acknowledge that this could have possibly been a simple hallucination, but also claimed that others could see her topla as well. So it wouldn't really make sense for it to be just a hallucination. So not the schizophrenia. <laughs> I mean, hold up. To be fair, it could be the schizophrenia. One, people were playing along. Two, why would they play along? That's so. Those mean. people had schizophrenia <laughs> because that bitch was seeing something crazy. That's why I play along. I'm like, yeah, I see it. Yeah, there. <laughs> you, Brooke, you're telling me you wouldn't be like, no, there's nothing there. Your fucking simp ass would be like, yeah, I totally see it. And then you would turn around to Bobby or I and be like, no, that bitch is crazy. But you would not say shit to her face, so don't even try to front right now. <laughs> Looks like, you right, you right. I mean, true, but... <laughs> the only known way that you can destroy a topa is to completely ignore it, thus destroying the thoughts it was originally formed from. Which, good luck with that. Right, how are you just going to stop thinking about it? Mm-hmm. You're not. That's... Unless you are alive, you know? Right, true. It went dark. <laughs> <laughs> topa, welcome to your tape. So my main theory, my main question, I guess it's not a theory, is that tulpas are like, so say Brooke created a tulpa and she talked about it enough to me that I started to believe in it as well. And then I would start to see it. Is that what it essentially would be like? Yeah. Yeah. So like with Bigfoot, whoever first thought of it or whatever told somebody else and then they told somebody else and then they told somebody else and it just spiraled from there. I feel like we talked about this before, but is Freddy Krueger a tulpa? Yeah, we talked about it in our sleep paralysis episode. That's right. Oh, it would make that makes sense. Right. Speaking of, have you seen a Freddy Krueger dick? Because I have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw it. Okay. Anyway, subject change. <laughs> for life, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Topas could easily be confused with imaginary friends. However, they're completely different. This needs to be noted. Yeah. Just kidding. Have you ever had an imaginary friend? My imaginary friends were the poles in the basement that I used to make out with. <laughs> <laughs> Mine were the all the characters from Babes in Toyland. So to answer your question, no, I never really had an imaginary friend. I just pretend inanimate objects were real. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't remember. Bobby, I think you've talked about having an imaginary friend before. I feel like I remember this, yeah. I probably did. This is Benjamin Count? 
No, because he's no. he's like a ghost. Yeah. So imaginary friends are just that, imaginary. However, they also usually don't last beyond childhood, while topos can be manifested at any age group. However, I want to point out, imaginary friends could be spirits. Like, it's they not, like, kids yeah. aren't making, could mm. not be just could making just be, It could be a spirit they're seeing, and they don't know what that's what it is. Right, exactly. So, so my don't aunt- go think your kid's crazy if they're talking to nothing. Every scary movie ever. Literally. <laughs> Topas, like we mentioned, are beings that are manifested into reality. I'm going to manifest my happiness into my tulpa. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how that works? No, baby. Damn it. <sighs> like David Neal mentioned, tulpas have their own thoughts and feelings and are not completely controlled by whoever conjured them up. Whereas with imaginary friends, they're completely controlled by the host, which is also a lie because if it's a spirit, yo house is haunted and they gonna kill you. <laughs> well, for the sake of for the sake of it not being a spirit, if it's just an imaginary friend that's completely controlled by the child that they that conjured it up. Controlled by the child's mental health, yes. <laughs> Obviously, my mental health as a child was not good. <laughs> Obviously, I was four because I was making out with poles. More than one, yes. Emily needs to swing around those bitches like it was nothing. <laughs> I believe it. I did. There was a video of me doing oh. it once. Can we just talk about what song the video was playing to? Honky Tonk Badonky Donk. <laughs> He's like eight years old. I was wearing like a booty shorts and a cropped tank top. And there was a boy at our house who was my crush at the time. I just felt the need to put on a performance for him, clearly. Oh, we love it. Love to see it. Getting into some interesting things here. Like we talked about in our Bigfoot episode a few months back, after Lorraine Warren claimed to have had an encounter with Bigfoot, her husband Ed proposed that this was actually the work of a tulpa. All right. Okay. I believe it. You know, I have a big bone to put in right here, right now. What I was? don't stand Ed Warren anymore. Oh, the me only version of him I stand is Patrick Wilson. The real Ed Warren is a piece of shit, and I don't yeah. know if I believe him now because of all Also, that. did you hear, okay, at the end of The Conjuring 3, Ed Warren's real life voice was... <laughs> I don't know why, but that's not what I expected him to sound like. <laughs> Wait, I didn't hear it. When they were playing the tapes that uh, came from the exorcism of that little boy. Oh, I don't remember. It's like just YouTube sometime, Ed Warren, or yeah, Ed Warren's voice. It's 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 interesting, that's for sure. It's a treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he stated that he believed notorious cryptids such as Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, and others like them are tulpas, essentially meaning that because so many people constantly think about them, they are being manifested into reality. Okay. Okay, wait a second. Hold on. Do we think that means that Megalodon can be a tulpa? No, because that wasn't real. He was a real, but... Okay, that's fair. But what if he died? What if they really died? And then they came back as a tulpa because so many people are thinking about that. That's a fair thought. That's a valid thought. You heard it here first, motherfuckers. (laughs) She is on A game. She's on some X games mode tonight. I'm loving it. I took CBD and my mental health is at an all-time low. So you you know. (laughs) It's a winning combination up in this pitch. But, okay, going back to Ed's little theory here, this would explain how these creatures are able to appear and disappear so quickly without leaving any trace behind. 
And it would also explain how so many people are experiencing the same creatures in such a wide range of areas and how each person has a different experience. Like they see different versions of the creature. It looks different to different people. So you're telling me Bigfoot doesn't live on the third birch tree on the left and knock three times to get him to answer the door to the underground cave system? Sorry about that. He absolutely does. Damn. Our Bigfoot app was fucking so good. Yeah, well, go back and listen to it if you're new. Go back and listen to it or else I'm disowning you and you're not allowed on the Buku train. I will literally push you off on the running tracks. You're a fake boob. Yeah, you're a fake boob. Before we get into this next part, what would you guys' topo look like? Something hot. What would you, what would you, what would you? I would make my topo like really sexy. (laughs) Really? Because I, my initial thought was Danny DeVito's. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why he came to my mind, but he did. So he's going to be running around in the wild as, no, Danny DeVito and Hercules as that character. Phil. Should we? Yeah, that's Phil. That's what I'm seeing right now. Wait, like, wait. It's actually a real life person. It's not the cartoon. It looks like that, but like more realistic. Oh, I'm God. dead. <laughs> But I'm like, if we all just closed our eyes right now and just started, like, describing. Stop, I'm scared. It, I'm like, <laughs> we could create. No, I'm not creating. And it lives under Emily's bed. Stop. <laughs> You're going to scare her. It's okay. At this point, I'm not scared. She's already her. traumatized enough. <laughs> <laughs> I th- there's The only thing that's scaring me is my own brain. Oh my god. She's in the memory. <laughs> no more CBD gummies for her. <laughs> Hopping into tulpas in pop culture. While we didn't find a lot of information on tulpas in pop culture, there are a few examples worth mentioning, including an episode of Supernatural titled Hell House, where Dean and Sam fight against a tulpa that was accidentally manifested into reality by teenagers. I actually really like that episode. I did too. That's a solid uh, Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Their earlier episodes were like so much better. I feel like after season five, it just went to shit. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm still like trying to work my way through it, but I, I can't like sit there and watch episode after episode after episode anymore because I'm on like season 13 now and it's just so boring. Yeah. In the X-Files episode titled Arcadia, Mulder and Scully pose as a married couple in order to investigate the strange disappearances in a neighborhood. They essentially find that the person who is in charge of the area enforces strict rules with the use of a tulpa. Those who don't follow the rules are killed by the creature. I've never really watched an X-Files episode. I watched a couple of X-Files episodes. I think I had to watch them for like a class or something one time. But there was this one episode that had a doll in it and it was really fucking scary. (laughs) Was it on Annabelle? No, it was on some, it was kind of like you and your Julie doll, Emily. Oh, I loved Julie. Julie I should do a whole a episode bitch. on Julie. I saw that bitch move. <laughs> Julie, I, I only think of like bitch move. I know what you did last summer when I think of the name Julie. Yeah. Like, do you want to oh. know why I named my doll Julie? Why? Because one of my best friends in preschool was named Julie, but then she became a bitch. So, <laughs> and now she's a nurse. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel like it's always okay. This is like kind of stereotypical, but it's always the main girls that turn into nurses. It is. Lastly, like Benji mentioned in our sleep paralysis episode, it is entirely possible that Freddy Krueger from the Nightmare on Elm Street series is actually a tulpa. I'm 100% down for this theory. 
Me too. I agree. I'm an agreement, so I guess. <laughs> yeah. Can we just talk about Freddy for a second? He scares the shit out of me. He's never been one I'd fuck with. Out of all the serial killers, I would fuck with him least. Uh, Freddy takes no prisoners. No. There's really no way you can defend yourself against him either. That's my thing. That's a good point. He's scary. And now time for a Boo Crew moment. The ticket pays for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. For this week's Boo Crew moment, we decided to do something a little bit different and talk about the new Fear Street movies that were released on Netflix over the past three weeks, which I may, I comment, I hate when Netflix or like other streaming services release it week by week, like drop Mm -hmm. it all at once so we can binge it. I agree, but I also kind of liked how they did that. It kind of gave me something to look forward to because yeah. it's also been so, such a rainy summer. Yeah. But yeah. no, also, I could have used all three of those movies the first weekend. <laughs> My yeah. favorite thing, though, is that each part, like each time I watched it, it was thundering, which just added to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's been so many thunderstorms lately. It's insane. Climate change, motherfuckers. Anyway, so if you haven't watched any of these yet or you're planning on watching these, just skip ahead of this boo crew moment because we don't want to be the reason why you find out about spoilers and want to unalive yourself because you're sad. So. Exactly. <laughs> um, but just to give some background on those who are not familiar with the movies and don't want to watch them, Fear Street is a trilogy of movies based on the Fear Street books that were written by the icon himself, R.L. Stein, who also wrote the Goosebumps books and the Haunting Hour series. And if yeah. you didn't know those last two statements slash facts, get off our podcast. Literally. Did you ever read the Fear Street? I mean, I know that you didn't, but Bob, did you? I remember it, but I don't think I read it. Yeah, I feel like I remember seeing them, but I don't, I haven't read them. I remember my ass reading all those Goosebumps books. Oh, though. yeah. <laughs> I read all the Goosebumps. I read some of the Haunting Hour books. Yeah. My favorite Goosebumps book, I only read a couple, but my favorite one was the one that was kind of loosely based on Phantom of the Opera. Oh, yes. That was what was that favorite. one? Oh, I don't remember. Let me Google it real quick. I that think- was my go-to because I love Phantom of the Opera. Team Raul for life. <laughs> that one is Phantom of the Auditorium. How original. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's probably The Mask. Yeah. Mine was um, The Headless Ghost. <gasps> yeah. I love that one. I liked the mask movie, but the, or the show episode on that one. But no, it's Carly Beth. Carly Beth. She was you such recognize a me? It's me. It's Carly Beth. <laughs> that was too that was, that was like on point. <laughs> you just looked like her too when you were doing <laughs> Your camera was like moving the way that they moved their camera. <laughs> it's me. It's Carly Beth. <laughs> You just talk about how fucking scary the part is where the heads are like coming. It's like they're like floating in there and they're like, Joy, yes, yes. Wait, I want to talk about the fact that our niece and nephew, when they were five years old, were reenacting that entire movie for us in the living room one night. Iconic. And Abby iconic. literally grabbed a hold of Dean and was in her in his face going, It's me, it's Carly Beth, in her little pip squeak voice. <laughs> really iconic <laughs> oh gosh netflix needs to get a hold of the goosebumps rights there and do that those books right did they n- not have those brooke and i watched them where did we watch no them they're all on netflix but i think i mean like remake them 
like modern day them because i feel like they did such a good job with fear street yeah like not that there was anything wrong with goosebumps but like it's so like 90s cheesy it could go for a good reimagining yeah like 10 times scarier yeah make it a more an adult yeah Mm. thing Anyways, back to Fear Street. The first part is set in 1994 and follows Dina Johnson and her friends in the town of Shadyside as they try to prevent Dina's girlfriend, Sam, from falling prey to the curse of the witch, Sarah Fear. Sarah's curse has been terrorizing the people of Shadyside for decades, and this first movie just barely scratched the surface on what is going on in this town. Can we also talk about how I love how they made her last name Fear, but they spelled it like F-I-E-R? Yeah. I thought it was like a good little play on words there. I did like that. That <laughs> I'm so stupid sometimes. Oh, honey, it's I, I enjoyed part one. I did too. I didn't watch it, so it's okay. Honey. I think you would like that one, Em. You know, here's the thing I'm a terrible person because Jack mentioned these to me like probably like a month or so ago, right when they first announced that they were gonna release them. And I was like, oh, interesting. Never mentioned it again. Never brought it up again. And then, like, a couple weeks later, Brooke's watching part two in the living room. And I'm like, yo, Brooke's watching this movie. And, like, I'm explaining it to him. He's like, yeah, I literally told you about that. Like, like <laughs> he was like, we were going to watch it together. And I was like, deception. Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, I've only seen the second one. So we can watch the other ones. <laughs> but I'm like, the second one's great. We can yeah. I'll watch it again. <laughs> You want but to give us like a little, shit. A little background on the second one, Emmy? Yeah. So part two starts with Dina and her brother going to a previous survivor's house, who was introduced as C. Berman to try and figure out how she got away. She tells them her story, which took place in 1978 at Camp Nightwing, where Sarah's curse possessed her sister's boyfriend and caused him to go on a murderous rampage, killing a bunch of campers and counselors. Her sister ends up sacrificing herself to save her, but they both end up dying at the hands of the reanimated killers from previous years. C. Berman, who we find out is Ziggy, ends up being resuscitated by her fling, Nick, who ends up becoming the sheriff a few years later, by the way. This one was like next level. I fucking loved this one. I, to be fair... Brooke put this on and I was sitting in the living room with her doing my homework and I was like oh I'm not gonna pay attention like I don't know what this is and I literally didn't get a single piece of my homework done I'm literally sitting there with my eyes glued to the tv and I'm like what the fuck is happening and like the first like 10 minutes so much happened and I'm like what is what is this show what is going on I don't know or if it's considered a movie but I was shook yeah, it was that one was a lot. There was so much happening in that, but it I was so brutal. It was great. My saddest kill was when the girl with the pixie haircut died. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, was I really hated her at the beginning. I really hated her at the beginning when she was getting railed on that desk. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, damn, get us. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Well, I was like, damn, she didn't get shaken baby syndrome. Calm down. <laughs> She was like literally getting banged into that desk. And that girl's just like still watching. I'm like, honey, right. look away. <laughs> like, why are you standing there watching? Free porn. <laughs> oh. Duh. But yeah, that one was really good. 
I was a little upset at the end when the sister died. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. That was like sad. she died without, like, like, there was no purpose for her death. Honestly, yeah. we knew it was coming because they said that the sister was going to die. But I was, at that point, you didn't know which one was the sister and which one was her growing up. Yeah. Right. right. But I don't like, can we also mention that um, Ziggy in the younger years was a redhead and she grew up and she was not a redhead? Yeah, she was like brown. That- really bothered yeah like it was like yeah. fire crotch red and she was at camp and now it's like fucking brown i'm like i don't think that happens unless she right. died unless she died it yeah why would you do that to this character such yeah. a minuscule thing to- <laughs> here we are <laughs> it's just i thought the casting for the adult version of ziggy was poor but yeah to each their own <laughs> Jumping into the final installment, part three takes us way back to 1666 to explain the origins of Sarah's curse. We learn that Sarah was, in fact, not guilty at all and was falsely accused of witchcraft, causing her to end up cursing the town and the real culprit when she was murdered. The movie then fasts forward back to 1994 and ends with Dina, her brother Josh, and Ziggy figuring out who the real villain was and ending the curse by murdering them. We'll leave their name out so we don't completely spoil the surprise for you. Not gonna lie, I was a little shook by who it was. Same. I honestly had no idea where this movie was going because I was kind of confused because, like, the parts of, like, Sarah Fear uh, were played by, like, crap, what's her name? Dina. Right. And, like, the other kids. So I was like, is this, like, supposed to be, like, their ancestors? You're going to find out, like, right. Dino was Sarah Fears, like, g- super great cousin aunt or whatever like that. But. Yeah, that it was a little confusing how they did it. But I really liked it anyways. But it made sense when it showed it flashing back to, like, her holding the bones. Mm-hmm. She was just getting, like, what actually happened. You know, okay, so the only, the, the movie was good. But what really, like, threw me off was when that bitch lost her hand. Oh I like that really like yeah. I had to like look away because I was like okay oh, I was looking at you that. when we were watching that I was like are you good honey <laughs> no I was I literally good. shook I was like oh this is kind of making me a little nauseous <laughs> I didn't see any of that besides the, like the last like 20 minutes and mm-hmm. I was very confused yeah like when it, they were in the mall i was like what the fuck is yeah happening? yeah so i'd probably say they were in like quick yeah i would say they were in like 1666 for like the first hour of the movie and like the last like 30 20 minutes they were back in the mall yeah yeah they were back in present day in the mall who was the the criminal that was with them what was his name um i don't remember he literally made the end of that movie he was so he was funny. funny what would you say bob you because you watched them all uh emmy you only watched part two and a little bit of part three but anyways uh how would you rank them based on your favorite and least favorite so i feel like i told you the other night i would do part two part three part one yeah. i kind of feel like I'd, i'm gonna switch part one and part three okay i like them all mm-hmm but I re- part two is probably my favorite. Yeah, I would say part two is absolutely my favorite. And then part three and then part one. Mm. Yeah, I would say part two is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally <laughs> the only one that you can watch. <laughs> I watched 30 minutes of the third one. So two, three, one. That's my ratings. <laughs> what do you think the most brutal kill was? Oh, every fucking axe murder in the second one. I was going to say... 
Are you going to say what I'm thinking you're going to say? Probably. But I think that I said this wrong when we talked about it last week. Uh, it was a meat slicer, not a bread slicer. I called it. Oh, slicer. okay. But um, yeah, I think that was the most brutal because I wasn't expecting it to happen. I didn't think they were going to go all the way. And then they I didn't think so either. Was that in the second one? That was in the first one. Oh, okay. I was going to be like, what? He just like, you know. Yeah. He pushed I think her that bitch was going to die. He pushed her head through a meat slicer. And it showed every gory detail. Everything. <laughs> I'm a little curious. You watch should watch it. That I would watch it with you. I'm going to go with the sister's death in the second one. Yeah. Because she got axed like 30 times and it was by her boyfriend. Yeah, that was yeah, sad. He just kept going over and mm-hmm. over. That was really And it showed. Yeah. In she- slow motion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought Pixie Girl's cut death was little rough didn't they did her nasty didn't he chop her head off he like yeah he i think he got her on the chest Mm. yeah but can we also just talk about how fucking terrifying the ruby lane bitch was yeah okay so i know they didn't show all of them but like which past killer was like the scariest would you say ruby ruby mine would be that little fucker with the baseball bat he was pretty scary too he fucked me up. But they didn't give us enough detail about him for me to be like, yeah, he's super scary. Yeah, but he's enough. He, like, now that I know he's out there, like, I'm Tulpa in him. And I'm like, no, thank you, friend. <laughs> me, Tulpa, and fucking Ruby the other night when I was outside with Dewey. I was like, I swear to God, if I hear this bitch singing. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke sent me this TikTok the other night and was like, you gotta watch it. I wasn't expecting it. It scared me. What do I do when I fucking watch it? Was Did it you- the Hollywood one? Yeah. Yes. Bobby, I literally was in the tub last night and I watched that and I screamed, you motherfucker, fuck <laughs> you. Uh, speaking of the Hollywood sign ghost, I switched around something that we were supposed to talk about for next month with that because I really wanted to talk about it after I saw that. <laughs> yeah, it fucked me you up. Know. It was scary. It scared the shit out of me. I did not <laughs> see it coming. Oh, all right. Um, Hopping back into Fear Street. What did you like and dislike about these films, Brookie? Okay, so I'll say what I disliked first because that's like, it's like one thing. But, and it's it was mainly in the first one too. I like, they played too many fucking songs in that movie. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was they like did. song I after agree. song after song after song. And I was like, oh my God, okay, please stop. I was like, you're overloading me with songs right now. <laughs> but that was like the only thing that I really had any issues with. Yeah. Um, I liked how it was like a very campy, well, both part one and part two were kind of campy movies and part two was kind of reminded me of like Friday the 13th. Yes. And part three was, I think part three was really different. It was kind of darker, I would say. Yeah, definitely. I agree. But, I didn't know how they were going to go about the third one. Yeah. Cause I'm like, is this going to be like the movie, the witch? Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was a lot better. <laughs> what do you think bob i'm gonna say i think they did a great job on making each film set mm-hmm. like the year it was supposed to be i'm gonna like yeah. 1994 i was like oh shit i feel like i'm in the 90s <laughs> um there's not really anything i disliked. i now that you put out the songs i'm like oh okay they did play a shit ton of songs mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really only in the first one too though yeah. I don't feel like I can comment because I don't have enough substance. That's fair, honey. But I also didn't really not like much. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoyed the second one a lot. 
So. Yeah. Do we want to get into our final thoughts here on the tulpas and head back to that little topic? Sure. After discussing Ed's theory that notorious cryptids are just tulpas, what do you think? Do you think he is right? Or do you think that these creatures really do exist and are just super good at hiding? I'd say why not? Sure. Tulpa Wait, you think, that, you think that it's tulpas? I think it could explain it. It's a possible explanation for all of these things. What else do we got as explanations? They're actually real? I don't know. That's, oh, that's yeah. very true. <laughs> I was going to go half and half. I don't know. I think I'm leaning more towards uh, Emmy here. I mean, I think that some are tulpas and I think that some probably are real but there's probably not as many as we think they are yeah which one do you think is real santa no just kidding i think bigfoot's real but i think that i think he is real in some places but in some other places he can be a tulpa okay new theory what if bigfoot's real but he can like uh teleport and that's how he's um, in. That would Ooh. make him be like an alien. That's true. This isn't about Bigfoot, guys. We can't get him going off on him again. I think <laughs> Bigfoot, Nessie, Yetis, all of those kind of things are real. Because Josh Gates explores them and believes in them, so I do too. Yeah, Josh Gates is so smart. <laughs> I was rush for a while there growing up. It's so <laughs> sexy. <laughs> Expedition Unknown new episodes starting Wednesday. I've got a set of recording for anybody. Expedition who's Unknown interested. doesn't hit the same as Destination Truth did. No, it doesn't. But you know what? I'm gonna still watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess we kind of touched on this, but what do you think about tulpas in general? They're fucking rude. Yeah. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> they be making everybody think that they're real and they're not. Yeah, pretty much. They're they're fucking around with everybody. Yeah, they are. Well, fuckers. Coming in your house, fucking your brain up. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Tulpa theory? Do you believe in it? Did we miss anything? We would love to hear from you, so please DM us. Don't forget to give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at boo.busters.podcast. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. While you're at it, tell a friend. Tell them to hop on the Boo Crew train. Toot toot, motherfucker. <laughs> toot toot. <laughs> Oh. Until okay. next week, booze. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.